It is so nice that you tuned in again to Young, Confused and Well Read with me, Anne. Today I like to give a trigger warning right at the start because this episode is about diet culture, so anything to do with basically food and eating disorder will be mentioned in this episode, so uh, please tune off if these things make you feel uncomfortable or get you triggered because I don't want anybody listening and feel bad about themselves or get anxiety or just a negative mindset. This is a positive and safe space and I want it to remain this way so if you are sensible to the topic please tune off and listen to another episode or just listen to some nice music or just do something else that makes you happy. Um, anyway, without further ado, um, let's get right into it with my gratitudes for this episode and this week. My um, first one is new bedding because I still had the bedding that I got from university when I moved here last year. I lived in uni accommodation and they provided you with a pillow and with a blanket or duvet. Um, they also gave you like beddings and stuff that I didn't use but I obviously couldn't bring like my whole bedding with me to the UK so I used that and I've recently noticed how cold I was at night like I literally woke up because I was freezing I had like an extra fuzzy blanket that I like layered under my actual blanket and I was still cold and usually that does the trick for me so I decided I'm just gonna order new bedding and I'm gonna order like a bigger blanket because I don't have a single bed I have a double one now and I used to have a single one I was in accommodation so I just ordered that, ordered some new bat sheets as well and I've just set it up yesterday and it's so cozy and so warm. I literally, I woke up at night as well. I sometimes just wake up in the night um, and I was like, oh my god, I'm so warm. This is so nice and it's also quite heavy. Like I ordered like um, a blanket that was supposed to be really warm and heavy. Um, so this is perfect and as I'm usually here in the colder month um, I don't have to worry about sweating in summer but I don't think I usually I sleep usually really well like even in summer I tend to sleep under a blanket so yeah I'm really really happy and it looks so cozy and I just really like that so I'm really happy that I did that um good investment then now that it's November some people might say it's a bit early but Christmas spirit, I am so excited for Christmas already and I'm slowly easing myself into the Christmas spirit. Um, I'm not like hanging up any decor or anything, I don't have actually anything here at uni, but just like getting into the idea of like the cozy times and all of that kind of stuff. Christmas is my favourite season of a year, I always get super excited and I thought why not let myself feel the pleasure of Christmas spirit a little bit earlier. Um, I haven't listened to Christmas music yet, but I watched a few Christmassy videos on YouTube and they were so cozy and I'm just, I think I'm gonna slowly ease into it so that by the end of November I'm really in the spirit and in the mood so that throughout whole of December I can go all out, so excited, especially since I'm gonna have the whole December to myself, no more uni work left and I can just really enjoy um the christmas time which i think is really amazing and uh, now 
because usually um, in school I always had like all of my exams in December and you had like school till like the 23rd of December and you just couldn't really relax. So now uh, that I have the chance while I'm at uni, I'm definitely gonna take it and enjoy. Yeah, so the last thing on my gratitude list are good books, which if you have been following along or listening along for a little bit longer, you know I love reading and I read a lot. Um, I have been in a little bit of a book slump before reading week. Like I do read a lot of books, but there wasn't just anything that was really like, oh, that this is really good. But lately I've just been reading some really good books that I really enjoyed. I'm just about to finish Young Mungo, which is so good. I love that book so much. It is really sad and also triggering. So definitely check trigger warnings. Um, but sat in Glasgow and I think in the, oh, I must lie, in the 70s, 80s, it's like after the Thatcher government, somewhere there, but I don't know how far. It's not explicitly mentioned in the book. And Glasgow's really close to where I'm staying and I've been there before. So it's kind of cool if you know the setting and especially now that I live in Scotland and it's about, you know, um, this boy who's gay and he's like facing a lot of issues because of that in that time and it's so heartbreaking but it's also really beautiful and I love the writing style. I forgot the author's full name but I think his first name is Douglas. <laughs> I'm so bad but anyway it's so good. He also wrote a Shaggy Bane which I think won the Booker Prize. Uh, I'm not sure. It definitely won something. I haven't read that yet but I will definitely um, do because um, I really love the language and the storytelling of that book. And yeah, really, really enjoying that. Um, what have I been up to besides like getting new bedding and um, yeah, reading? Uh, when you listen to last week's episode, you know that I was so unmotivated going back to uni. But like I was also predicting in that episode once I actually get to go and uh, get myself into the scenery um it was going to be better and I was right I had a lovely week honestly um a lot of studying very busy I had a practical um that is basically the base for an assignment I have to hand in next week which it wasn't the best but it was fine and, and now it's done so I'm really happy that that's over I was doing a little bit of extra work for TGS because we were having a fundraiser on Friday. I couldn't go because I was really not feeling good. Um, but yeah, I did help out with planning and stuff like that. So that was really, really cool. And I think we raised a good amount of money. I don't have the stats yet, but that's really cool. Um, we, by the way, give the money to charity in case anybody's wondering. Uh, so that's really cool. And that was really nice because I got to um, spend some extra time with some of the DGS members and yeah, just a lot of studying, Simon work, did some handball training. Um, I did work a lot on my shorthand, um, which I really, really enjoyed. Just had the coziest nighttime routines. Honestly, my nighttime routines have been the best thing. I love them so much and working out, they're usually here and there. And what I'm looking forward to is I'm going to hopefully, hopefully, hopefully organize a meeting with some of my friends next week. It's always super busy getting everybody together because we have such different schedules. 
um, but I've already planned to go to the gym with my friend Emily twice, which is always so fun. I love working out with her. She is such a wonderful, positive person and you can have the best chats with her and just time flies by and it's so fun. I always feel really bad because I just make her do any exercise that I would usually do and I'm like, honestly, I'm, I'm so sorry, but um, I think she really doesn't mind. She's literally so lovely. And yeah, I'm also super excited to see my other friends because I was able to buy them presents while I was in London for their birthdays and I want to give them to them. Uh, I know this is a bit maybe weird, but my love language definitely is acts of services and giving gifts. I know that this may be a bit capitalistic, but I just love giving people gifts. I think it's so nice and thoughtful. Like, I don't know, it just makes me really happy giving people stuff and over the years, I have been basically more excited about giving people things than receiving. I still love receiving gifts, obviously, like I think most people are. But yeah, um, I really hope they're gonna like their gifts, so yeah. And then just getting ahead with my assignments. And uh, the good news is if I hand in um, that one assignment that was based on the practical, I will only have one big, no, I'm lying. I have one big assignment in my film studies left. And then um, another assignment for uh, geography, which um, is again based on a practical. So I have to wait for the practical. But um, then basically I have a little bit of time over the weeks to really focus on the film assignment because my journalists assignments are basically already done. I already did them um, because we could get ahead with them and they were not as big as um, for example film or geography. Well geography are also not as big because we have less time to finish them. But um, yeah that will be really really good and yeah, I am enjoying working on my assignments as it is right now. And also just been loving my film study lately so, so much. Um, I had like a seminar last week and that was so interesting and so good. And I'm actually going to base my assignment on the film that we discussed in that seminar because it was so interesting. It was about colonialism um, and how is that portrayed in film and cinema and... Um, really inspiring, really interesting. Uh, so yeah, that is what I've been up to, what I'm looking forward to. And my affirmation for this episode is you are capable of taking the next step. And with that, let's move right into a conversation about diet culture. Just mentioning again, I'm not a professional on this topic. I'm not a nutritionist. I haven't studied food in any way. I am not a psychologist or therapist who specialized on, for example, eating disorders or anything. Um, I'm just a 20-year-old uni student who has obviously been affected by diet culture, as most people have been, and I have looked around a lot, I have seen a lot of things and I just think it is something we need to talk about because if you just like consume so much stuff without critically thinking about it, you just start adapting and you shouldn't do that, you should always critically evaluate and that is what I think this episode is about and as always I'm also sharing some personal views and personal experiences um, my own relationship with food over the years, etc. So let's start off there. 
I was growing up in a very anti-diet culture household, um, basically had the most wholesome relationship with food um, as a child and I did notice how I kind of started losing this by the way that I was impacted by things that diet culture told me. Um, but yeah, I feel like most children, obviously depending on how they're raised and brought up, have a very wholesome relationship with food and that you're not labeling it. I um, was always allowed free access to any kind of sweets. I'm just labeling them sweets. And it wasn't labeled as like bad food or anything. They were there. Um, but I never like went all over the top. Like I basically ate, ate anything. Um, what I really didn't eat as much was vegetables and fruits, which now I'm eating so much more. And I really, really love vegetables and fruits. I was not having them at all, especially I could eat them like raw, like as vegetables, I mean, but I hated them when they were like cooked. Like I hated most vegetable when it was cooked. Um, and now I really like it. Um, I did love broccoli though. That was always something that I was big on. And like, I did eat it, like I did eat beans um, and stuff like that. Uh, but like, for example, I hated it when like carrots were cooked or anything. Um, and I didn't eat it as much, but like, I wasn't really worried about it. And I was like always having a really balanced diet. And I think um, the reason why that was the case is because both of my parents were also brought up in households that weren't really diet culture um, and one of the reasons for that, especially in my mom's family, was the results of the war. So my grandparents have a very different outlook on food than people who are now, you know, young um, have because of the impact of the Second World War. And um, I'm from Germany, but obviously um, the impact of the war was felt all over the world. Um, but especially my grandparents didn't have enough food, especially my grandma, I think also my grandpa, um, when they were young due to the war. And therefore, my grandparents' number one goal always was to have enough food. And my mom has three sisters, so they were a relatively big family. I don't know when you say it's a big family, but they were like four children. So I would say that's a big family, but other people wouldn't, so whatever, it's not important. But um, one thing my mom said they were always having was so much food and very good food. And they also ate a lot of meat because that was like a luxury. So my grandparents still eat a lot of meat. Like they don't understand why I'm vegetarian. Um, like one of my, my dad's grandpa, uh, my dad's grandpa, my grandpa from my dad's side, so my, grad's, my dad's dad. Wow, that was very complicated for some reason. Um, he is not like that, um, but my from my mom's side, they are like really like meat heavy eaters. Do um, to not having that in the war and seeing it as luxury, and they see it as something that's also very healthy for them. And um, I think that's really interesting to see how they are like seeing food as a luxury and something to be really grateful for and something that's really important. My grandma also does this thing that she has like so much food in her freezer. She has like a freezer. I always say these kinds of freezers where you could put like a dead body in um, <laughs> and it's like stuffed. It's like twice or three times the size of the freezer that like we have at home for like three people and it's full of food and she always buys so much and she cooks so much food and then she puts it in the freezer. Like 
I don't know, but she does it because um, it's stemming from that fear of not having enough food left uh, that she always has to have so much food. And like, she has a cat and like, she buys these really big bags of cat food and then like she always has like three backups of them which is not necessary like with coffee as well like really big bags of coffee but she has to have at least like three of them at home to be like okay I'm I'm safe I'm not running out of it which I think is really um interesting but this is where my mom was coming from basically in like this family where food was like such a luxury and so important and there wasn't anything dietary like put on that that was like oh you're not allowed to eat this food group but like everything was like there and like um could be consumed in very like as much as you like basically like that was the goal of my grandparents that you could eat as much as you like that nobody has to starve and therefore obviously my parents because they weren't coming from a background where that was the case were like able to raise me the way that was I was like having a lot of food freedoms um and I remember obviously as a child growing up um growing up you need a lot of food because you're growing I was sometimes eating just so much food and there was never any negative comments made on that and it was always seen as something very normal and um also like with my grandparents for example they were like being really happy that I had a healthy appetite and stuff like that so um very wholesome relationship with food and I never spent much thought on food I really like enjoyed it like I feel like a lot of people are just naturally enjoying eating unless obviously there are uh, situations where your relationship with food can't like be impacted but I was just eating what I liked and eating as much as I was full and I wasn't really thinking much about it and it was even going that far that as a young girl I was not able to understand eating disorders because it was so far away from my reality because I obviously also didn't understand like the whole picture like I think when you look like it's different now maybe but back in the day when there were like portraying eating disorders on tv or in books which was where I got the like knowledge of it from it was very narrow lens like it was very one-sided and was basically like okay these people are not eating because they want to look a certain way um like mostly like supermodels or stuff like that also mostly just portrayed for um female and not like any male representative even though obviously um anybody can have an eating disorder but it was basically linked to diet culture even though eating disorders are so much more than that and often linked with other mental illnesses and there's so much more to the picture like I can't even educate you on it because again I'm not a professional I don't have any knowledge and I don't want to like say something wrong but I did eventually read on way more I read I like watched more documentaries on it read more books and read more basically um I'm just saying reports from people who have had eating disorders and their experiences with it and you learn so much more about it and an eating disorder is barely just about like looking a certain way and often goes hand in hand with other issues etc etc so anyway as a girl like because the picture that I got was like okay you're not eating because you don't want to look a certain way I was like okay that is so weird like why wouldn't you just eat like I was literally like why wouldn't you just eat and like I couldn't understand how people were like afraid of food because like my relationship was so healthy 
But I think the good thing that I did was that because I didn't understand it and I felt like obviously I was very insensitive to the topic, I actually managed to get myself more educated on it and that helped a lot. So um, I think whenever you feel like you have um, very little understanding for a problem, like whatever it might be from someone, try to like read more about that topic to get a broader understanding. And if you still think it's like, a silly problem than whatever but like I feel like often um or like misunderstanding just stems from not knowing enough about the topic and especially I feel like with diet culture and eating disorder we have to get a lot more sensible around it especially like with the language and the kind of way we speak about food because what is happening we start labeling food as good and bad and that is also something that like happened like I don't know because like growing up it's just not happening to me like oh there's so much sugar in there so that's bad food or um this one doesn't have enough protein so it's also bad food like all of these stuffs and it's just so random it doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense because I believe that the perfect diet simply doesn't exist but people are trying to tell you this and that just puts so much more pressure on us and makes it so much harder to enjoy food and just eat intuitively and eat what we like and um, it just gets lost along the way I feel like naturally because we are influenced so much one thing that I think is really good about um, representing more food cultures online is that you get to see way more because there's so many different food cultures and you can try like new dishes and yeah see what you like like experience more with food which I think is really cool but um, there's also obviously a lot of space for you to get um, confused and some different opinions and in the end you don't even know what to believe um, because every, one person tells you something and then the next tells you something else. So, so, so hard. Um, but what I was basically trying to say, because we globally, there are so many different kinds of diets, like diet doesn't mean like dieting to reach an aesthetic or to lose a few pounds or to gain a few pounds but a diet is basically just um the style of what you eat like your diet is like what you eat in your day-to-day -day life that's what your diet is made of so for example if you don't eat meat then you have a vegetarian diet or if you're plant-based you have a vegan diet um or there's also like things like depending on like where you live there's things like mediterranean diets or um so on and so forth and obviously that just shows that there isn't like the one and only perfect diet because if you're vegan then your diet will look different from someone who's eating meat but that doesn't necessarily mean that your diet is worse off um obviously or depending on also where you live in the world there might be some foods that are available to you and some that are not um and you eat different things like i feel like in a lot of Asian areas and like I know Asia is really big so that's very broad but they might not eat as much dairy as they do in other places etc etc and uh, for example one thing that is just so random and people are just gonna be like what but like um for example if even like in Europe if I would live for example in Greece like when I went to the supermarkets they didn't have any like blueberries or like raspberries there like at least when I went in summer maybe they're having them in other times so if some food is just not as available 
um, there, then you will not eat it. But then they had other foods there, um, like other types of, for example, also like fruits and stuff. And obviously, like Greece isn't as far away. Like if you maybe, for example, go um, to like um, I don't know, maybe if you go to the um, Bahamas or something, they obviously have different fruits there. So that's what I mean. Like depending on also where you live and what food is available. Obviously, in a very globalized world in Western countries, we have basically so much available, but also do see certain like groceries that are available in Germany that aren't here and certain things that they have more here that aren't like really available in Germany. And obviously, you can get these things, but then they also like different. Like For example, big thing is bread. They are boosting their game with bread here in the UK, definitely. Um, but it's just not German level, I must say. And like, for example, something that obviously is really big here, you can get it in Germany as well. I'm not saying it's not available, but it's like baked beans, um, which again, you can get in Germany, but it's not as big. Um, so yeah, also like with like, what do you eat for breakfast? What do you eat for dinner? Like all of that is also sometimes just cultural based and based on like how you were brought up. Like for example, some people, um, again, I'm, I'm so sorry, I'm just saying Asia because I know it's so big and there's so much more to this, but I don't want to make like name a specific country and then just being completely wrong, but they eat like warm food for breakfast, like not like porridge but like something that some people call a lunch or a dinner and people got so confused and people showed that off but that is just um the way that their um yeah diet is working or that they were doing and that doesn't mean like it's wrong or right like there isn't any wrong or right in eating um and I think that is again a very positive aspect of social media that you get to see different um food cultures and learn more and try more other things because you might end up eating a warm soup for breakfast and absolutely loving it so why not <laughs> um yeah so with that obviously like I already kind of touched on like the way that diet culture is portrayed on social media and one thing that I think has been coming up a lot lately or at least that I've been seeing is what I eat in a day's and they are very, like, you know, people make what I eat in days for very different reasons. Some people just really want to show off what they eat and get people inspired. And then obviously, because it's social media for other people, it's a job. And um, they do it to promote a certain brand or to just get clicks, um, make money off it. And there's also like, I feel like often this white standing idea of eat what I eat and you will look like me. So especially people who have a certain aesthetic that in our society is seen as beautiful or as the beauty standards, um, show off basically how they look like or what they look like and then show what they eat to give the idea that if you eat like me, you will look like me. And that is very misleading because we're all different and Again, there isn't a perfect diet. And just because you eat like another person doesn't mean you will look like them, you know? Because you guys are two different people. You have different metabolisms. You have different dietary needs, requirements. Um, you will probably need a different amount of calories. And the idea of calories also really stresses me out for some reason. Because I never used to think about calories as a child. Like, I didn't even know what they were like. And... You know, it's also a little bit bullshit. Like, I've, I'm sorry like, if calorie counting is for you, but I don't really believe in calorie counting because, um, yeah, you can't... I, I feel like you can't really accurately 
predict how much you actually need and then it's just misleading so I don't know um, but that's not what I want to talk about <laughs> what I'm saying is that I think it is very toxic if people are like trying to promote something um, with like aesthetics because people are really vulnerable to that and it's basically working out on people's insecurities and confuses people and I feel like especially fitness influencers are so often just trying to sell a product and it's always like these fitness products that are really high in protein and um, very low in sugar and there's often like substitutes that they're taking and again, I'm not a dietary professional, so what I'm saying might be completely wrong, but I do believe that that doesn't mean that these products are actually good for you or healthy or add to a balanced diet um, because they are substitutes and there are processed foods. And I'm not here to tell you that processed food is bad because honestly, no. Uh, I would just say everything in moderation, but I see these people just eating like in every meal they have like these substitutes you know they have like extra protein powder and extra protein shake and extra like they don't put like any sweetener in they put these like sweetening powders without sugar in there and I'm just like okay yeah but you could just have you could just have a salad with like a yogurt dressing you don't have to use whatever that is just because it's like a light sauce you know what I'm saying that doesn't necessarily mean that this is a healthy diet and we need to remember that obviously if that works for you just go for it I'm like the last one to tell you what but um often they're just trying to sell products and we need to remind ourselves of that and um we need to like figure out for ourselves what we like and what we like to eat and don't not everything has to be super low calorie high protein or whatever you know like again so many different diets if that's something that works for you and makes you really happy makes you feel really good then that's great but some people also might eat that way and don't feel good so I feel like this is what you need to figure out for yourself and then often we start like maybe seeing these things and being like oh maybe I shouldn't eat that shouldn't eat that and that has very negative effects on it I also think why I say we should be more sensible um, is because whenever you put something out there on social media, um, there are people, you know, reacting to it in a certain way. They get a certain feeling from what they see from you and you might not intend to like make anybody feel bad, but you need to, I feel like, evaluate more. We should evaluate more how the content might make someone feel. And that doesn't mean, I think there's really wholesome what I eat in a day is out there. And there's also like people who had eating disorders sharing how they what they eat, challenging a few foods and stuff, motivating and like people sitting down to eat with other people if they're struggling with that. And I think there's again, social media is a good and a bad place. Um, there's some good content, there's some content that I think is um, not as good, but that obviously is also personal. Um, but I do think that when you put something out there, you need to think more about how people are going to react to it and how you like phrase things and obviously people have very different opinions about food but I think it also needs to be clear that this is an opinion and it's not necessarily a fact and to make it clear to people that your diet is not the non-plus ultra and there was someone like they were like a fitness influencer and I just watched a video and they I feel like they are to a certain extent kind of problematic but I'm not name dropping or anything they're not like bad person or anything but they basically said you know 
maybe they're not problematic they just have a different mindset to like what I think <laughs> so keep that in mind and they were basically saying that they are not responsible if anybody who watches their content is comparing themselves to them and first of all comparison is very natural we don't do this on purpose like I don't sit there and be like okay I'm gonna go on social media and I'm gonna compare myself no it's just something that happens and we can't necessarily turn it off I actually have an episode on comparison if you want to hear more about that just shamelessly promoting that in here but um, I do think that by the way you are making content and you're portraying certain things and what you're showing you are promoting comparison to a certain extent and I feel like by the way you put out what I eat in a day is you can promote that comparison because there's something very different in showing foods and for example not even showing your face like you don't know what that person looks like um so you don't know actually what they look like so you're like the only thing you can compare in that sense is the food but if you for example like you can obviously show your face there's nothing wrong with that if you for example are like just showing yourself and you're just like oh yeah you know this is what I eat and some people even go and say you know this is what I eat this is is what you eat um blah 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 whatsoever I'm like for example a busy student I'm someone who loves working out whatever um that's also you know where you can put it but if you for example start the video by showing like a body shot of you showing up your aesthetic like your you know that might fit beauty standards and you base it on that, you basically tell the viewer, eat this to look like me, and you automatically promote comparison. You want the viewer to compare your, like themselves to you, so you are doing something, and that person was doing that. Like, yeah. And, um, you know, you need to keep that in mind, that, you know, we as people, we don't, we don't want to do it. Like, honestly like who wants to like sit there on their phone and gets triggered nobody does it it just happens so by you saying like I'm not responsible if you get triggered or if you compare yourself obviously you can't do anything against it but you can be more sensible about what you say in your content and what you show and I think especially with food that is important because we all know how much issues it can create and obviously people have very different mindsets around food but I feel like once again you need to make that clear that just because that's your lifestyle doesn't mean that everybody has to adapt and that's the one right thing for people because it isn't for some people working out isn't right for some people going to university isn't the right step so for some people your diet just isn't the right diet and we need to keep that in mind and we need to be more sensible around it and that is it that's where I want to wrap up I think okay thank you for listening I had a great time recording again I'm so happy that I'm enjoying recording as much as I do at the moment even though I am quite busy sometimes when I am in like busy mindset and stuff like that um I get really stressed around recording and putting the podcast out but currently I'm just having a lot of fun and I've actually like had the most lovely morning. I'm really, really wholesome, like so, so good. And I just was like, okay, before I start studying, I'm just going to sit down. Currently it's Saturday. I used to record on Sundays, but because I have handball games now on Sundays, I'm trying to like 
do it on Saturdays and this is so nice. I usually start my Saturday with like cleaning the flat but I did it last night. Um, so I do think I should be switching my routine around a little bit more um, to, yeah, get my Saturday mornings for podcast recordings um, that would fit and then I don't have to stress. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know it might be triggering. Uh, let me know what you think. You can uh, contact me via a link in the info info box. What? This is not a YouTube video. In the show notes. There we go. Um, where you can find me on social media if you want to. Obviously, if you don't, don't. And if you enjoy the podcast, feel free to leave a good review. That makes me really, really happy. Honestly, I'm so, so grateful. And I'm so, so grateful for you listening, for you being here. I wish you all the best, lots of love, and hear you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>